Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Stoned or Stupid. And today I'm going to be talking about an interesting topic to discuss on a marijuana podcast, and that is parents. Now, see, the reason I'm even mentioning parents is because when I was a teenager, and even as a young adult still living at home, my parents had one rule. Well, a couple rules if we talk about just my mom. But as far as my stepdad was concerned, don't bring that shit in the house and don't get arrested for doing it. My mom's rules were like, don't be stupid with it. Don't show up at how at the house like totally stoned. And just be smart. Like, don't be buying shit from people on the street. Don't be like getting arrested. Basic shit. So, how many parents have caught their kids with weed, smoking weed, or like found something on their social media about weed? A lot. A lot have. And here's the thing, like, when we used to do it, pre-legalization, yeah, we had social media, but we weren't, like, taking pictures and shooting videos of ourselves doing it. I mean, yeah, a couple times once we got older, we'd, like, film taking, like, big bong rips and stuff just to send to our friends and enjoy it amongst ourselves. But we weren't going on, like, TikTok or Snapchat or any shit like that and, like, posting the whole smoke session. Like, actually, that sounds like a fun idea now. But back then, like, you could go to fucking jail if some random person saw it, called the cops, and reported you. Like, it was game fucking over. There was no alternative. There was no, like, oh, well, I'll just do community service, or, oh, like, I'm gonna be okay. Like, you were either gonna get your ass beat by your mom and dad, or you would be sitting in a holding cell in, like, less than six hours. I mean, fun story. Let's kick it off with story time. When I was in high school... Me and my friends used to go to the 99 cent store and buy those little six packs of the mini Coca-Cola cans. Now, I don't know how many people remember this, but they were like these itty bitty Cokes, right? And you paid a dollar, you got like six of them. So we'd go to school with like four of them, which was what? Six, 12, 18, 24, 24 cans of Coke in like a duffel bag. And we would sell them for like a dollar. So basically we'd be making like 20 bucks a day doing this. And, I mean, it wasn't, like, big bucks, it wasn't big money, but we had one kid run to the security officer at our school and tell him that we were selling coke. Now, we didn't know this kid, this kid just heard it in passing, like, yo, man, do you want, you want coke? Like, you want a coke? Like, not even unbelievably believing us at all that we were talking about soda, we get pulled into the security office, and I had the bag with the sodas and stuff in it. I'm sitting there, I'm staring straight ahead, I'm talking to the counselor, and the counselor goes, just, just give it up, give it up, give it over, let us search you, like, it's gonna happen, we know you have that, we know you have something on you, you're screwed, basically, and I'm sitting there this whole time, in my head, I'm like, you know, I know, I don't feel comfortable with you guys searching my stuff, like, I don't have anything on me, I do not consent to any searches or seizures without a warrant, and they called my mom. And before my mom gets there, the counselor's telling me, like, it'll be all, it'll all be over easier if you just hand it over. Like, I was like, what do you think I have? And she goes, well, a student told us that you were distributing Coke. And I immediately, in my head, got, like, the biggest fucking smile. And I look at her and I went, oh, man, I, I am terribly sorry about that. Like, I, I can't believe that someone would say such a thing. Like, she goes, don't worry, a couple of your friends already admitted that you had Coke on you. And I was like, oh, man. 
Like, why'd they have to rat? Like, I was having such a good time with it. Like, I was bullshitting this counselor, and she was getting redder and redder by the second. So I figured out, for a fact, there was no way I'm making it out of this without, like, some serious fucking repercussions. So I sit there, I reach into my backpack, and I'm like, all right, all right, I'll give it up, I'll hand it over. And I start pulling out the cans of Coca-Cola and putting them on the table. And I was like, there, like, I think it was, like, five cans of Coke, a couple monsters, and, like, a quarter of a liter left of a Coca-Cola bottle that I had that I was drinking. And she immediately goes, like, what the, like, what is this? This isn't, this isn't what we pulled you into the office for. She's like, give up the drugs. And I'm like, I don't have any drugs. And I said, you can search my bag. And I put my backpack in the duffel bag, like, right there next to me. And this cop walks in with a shit-eating grin on his face, just like, so... Coke dealer, huh? And I was like, yeah, you want one? Oh, he took one. And I'm laughing all the way to the bank. I think I got suspended for that for like three days. And the whole time my mom is looking at me in the car going, are you fucking kidding me? And I'm like, what? I didn't, I don't have any drugs. I don't do cocaine. Like, I don't fuck with that. I was like, I got pulled into the office for soda and got suspended. And oh my God, my mom like, was laughing her ass off the whole way home. We stopped and got fucking Dairy Queen. Like, that was a big deal for me at the time. Like, that was, like, the ultimate, like, here's your life achievement. Have some Dairy Queen. Good job. You've officially pissed off, like, at least a quarter of the staff members at your school. But, hey, let's get some fucking Dairy Queen, because that shit was funny. Oh, my stepdad got a kick out of it, too, because the man knew a good joke. I am who I am. Because of his level of sarcasm that he's taught me. But I digress. Don't make jokes about coke. Like, you could really get somebody in trouble too by fucking around like that. And believe me, once we found out who the kid was that ratted on us, we walked up to him and we were like, hey man, how's it going? And he, oh man, we didn't even say anything like mean to him. But we had this idea to start being super friendly and just psych him out. And it worked Beautifully, Like, this kid was paranoid to even, like, let us come within, like, 15, 20 feet of him. Because I guess he thought we were just going to beat the ever-loving fuck out of him. But, I mean, you know, uh, there was a point in time in my head where it clicked and I wanted to. But I was like, yeah, there's no point in bullying this kid. Like, let's just let it go. And that kid actually ended up becoming a really good friend later on in life. Came in clutch when he was needed. But I digress. So let's get into some articles today let's go through this right here and uh, let's go with this one first time getting high stories on refinery29.com written by Sarah Coughlin Well, that didn't, like, you know, go very far. Where's the rest of the article? That's upsetting. That's, like, only a paragraph. I'm not even going to bother, like, pulling that out. Let's go on Reddit. Reddit always has some good one. Good ones. Okay. Okay. Yeah, there's only one comment. Man, there's not a whole lot of articles here. Share your funniest weed smoking stories here. 
cool. Let's go with this one. So, Juju for Ganja. One time I was smoking in the car with my friends. Always a bad idea. If you're going to hotbox something, like, find a room. Find a friend whose parents are, like, not home. Find a garage, like, a bathroom with a vent and an openable window. That's the type of spot that you go hotbox. Not the car, man. Not the car. Not when you're in public. I mean, if you're going on, like, a blunt cruise, that's one thing. But to, like, literally sit parked in, like, a parking lot or something and be smoking weed is the dumbest thing ever. Because then the smell lingers. And normally you're, like, the only one or two cars in the parking lot. Because most people do this, like, super late at night. And, I mean, if you get caught, you get caught. That's it. Like, you're, if, you're av- if you're above a certain age, that's jail time. If you're under a certain age, you're just a fucking idiot. I'll say it flat out just like that. Okay, so, and we thought we saw headlights, so we started driving. All the windows were down. I threw my stash bag to the other side of the back seat, and I thought I threw it out the window. Oh, no. After about 20 minutes of driving and looking for it, thinking he'd thrown it out the window, his stash bag was just in his hand. Wow. That, you know, I had a moment like that. I've had moments like that with my pens, especially where I'll be like looking all over my room, trying to find it or like looking for like my jar of weed. And I'll look down somewhere and it'll be either sitting right in front of me or I will literally have it in my hand. And that is the worst type of losing something is when it's just literally right there in front of you. Like, it's right there. It's in your hand. Like, I've done that too in the kitchen that I used to work at when I'd be cooking. I'd be like, where's my knife? And people would be like, it's in your fucking hand, man. All right, let's go to the next story. Liam Jackson 2578. Just the other day, I was having a sesh with a few mates. Oh, you're either English or Australian. Cool. And I decided to go check the pizza oven. I got up and started walking, but just went straight into the wall adjacent to my chair. So so obviously everyone went, what the fuck did you do that for? All right. First off, your friends are dicks. I would be just laughing, going, what the hell, man? Like, you good? You all right? Are you too high? Is that why you just walk into a fucking wall? Okay, so you forgot to turn. That makes sense. That would suck. I don't, I, I mean, I've been that high, but I don't ever aspire to stay that high. All right. Okay. (laughs) All right. So you just walked right into a wall. That's your whole story. All right. Oh, here we go. His username is deleted. Although I'm assuming that actually means he's deleted. Last week, I smoked my first dab. My guy. No. No. Come on. We've had the dab conversation on this podcast so many times. Like, if you're gonna take dabs, be fucking careful. Your friend said it takes about 10 minutes to kick in. Oh, no, man. I felt nothing and assumed it's because I can handle a lot. I mean, if you're smoking a lot, I guess a dab isn't so bad. But if you're just like a casual stoner who's like, you know, like, hey, man, I smoke my pen or I smoke joints or I smoke out of a bong like on a daily basis. If you smoke, like, a lot, a lot, then I understand, like, taking straight-up dabs. But if you're not, like, smoking a lot, I wouldn't even recommend fucking with dabs because they can obliterate your whole world. I waited 45 minutes and took another bigger dab in hopes to feel something. Okay. And I felt something new. Immediately, everything in existence was fuzzy, yet I was calm, happy, and dizzy. Out of nowhere, I started cleaning, then I ordered two pizzas. What the fuck? 
I had company over, but they left a bit before the pizza came. Oh, that's just like, come on, man. Like, if the homie orders pizza, and you know the homie just ordered pizza, that's not the time to be like, oh, yeah, man, I gotta head out. Like, I'm, I'm done. We're good here. No, that's the time to stay and be like, yeah, man, let's eat some fucking pizza. Let's smoke a little bit more weed. Maybe take another fucking dab just for shits and giggles. But, like, that's not the time to be like, yeah, I gotta go, man. Bye. Like, that's that's kind of fucked. I'd be kind of upset if that was, like, my friends. And they were just like, no, man, I gotta leave. And I'd be like, who the hell's gonna eat all this fucking pizza then? Because I sure as hell am not gonna sit there and eat a whole ass fucking pizza by myself. Like, that's just not happening. And, like, I mean, I probably could if I really wanted to, but I would not not recommend it. I would never recommend that to somebody, because you could actually, like, hurt yourself taking that many dabs and eating that much fast food. And nobody wants that in their life. Nobody wants that. And I don't want that for anybody who's listening. It's a bad time. Not sure if this... Oh, from How Precious Death. Not sure if this counts as a weed story, but it definitely did take place after some smoking. All right. I was having a rough time with the person I was living with and decided that after they leave, I'd smoke a bit. It's a lie. I smoked quite a bit. Anyways, I forgot a friend of mine ordered to take me out, offered to take me out to eat previously and just talk about things. They're a security guard. I had the munchies and basically ate too much before remembering this. They picked me up. We got to the restaurant. I ordered so much food before it even all got to the table. I ended up putting my head down saying I have a headache. Pretty sure I fell asleep and then spent five minutes in the washroom at the restaurant waiting to get sick. Oh, no. That's, like, the worst, man. I've had moments where I have totally forgotten that, like, that they don't really smoke. And I've tried to smoke with somebody. But, like, I'm one of those people who's like, yeah, if we're smoking, like, we're smoking. Like, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep taking hits off the pen. We're going to keep taking hits off the bong until I forget what the fuck is going on and I have to take a nap. Like, it's just, that's, that's just, (laughs) that's just how it works, man. Like, that's just the straight up, like, if I ever smoke with somebody, we're smoking, smoking. We're not like, oh, take a couple hits off the pen and be stoned kind of smoking. Like, I don't know how to really explain that. Oh, and this guy's got a picture instead of an actual story. And it's a picture of him sitting in his Fiat. In front of him, there's just like 10 cops and he's sitting there with a joint in his hand. That's how you get caught. That's how you go to jail. Like, I've seen people get like pulled over and stopped and... I've been in a car high when my brother has gotten pulled over, but I would not ever, ever, ever want to be that guy to be, like, sitting there and get pulled over stoned. And the fun part is, one time I remember almost, almost getting pulled over stoned. And I was driving on, like, the back road of back roads here in the valley. There's this street that just basically cuts from one side of all the cities here to the other. And you can drive on it in like an hour, you'll be from one end of the valley all the way up in the hills. It's kind of nice. Like, 
I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, really. It's just a really long, windy desert road that's super chill to drive on. And there's tons of spots you can, like, pull off and, like, get really good photos of, like, the windmills and the valley. And you can take it the opposite way and head out into, like, the deserts heading towards Arizona. Like, it's really, really cool to drive on. It's really fun. But the problem is there is, like, always cops over there now. And I remember there never used to be cops in that area. Because we, like... We used to race and we used to take like cars out and stuff over there. And it was super duper fun. Like, but now with how strict everything is, there's cops like fucking everywhere. And they got highway patrol over there too. Cause part of it runs parallel to the freeway. So apparently that's within their jurisdiction. And yeah, I almost got pulled over by highway patrol driving on that road at night, trying to get back to my house. And he flashed lights at me, and I started to pull off the road. The dude just slams past me in a charger, just gone, like, out into the distance. He must have been doing, like, at least, like, 85, 90 miles an hour, where I was only doing, like, the speed limit, this like, 70 miles per hour. But I was only going, like, 60-something because I get paranoid sometimes driving at night. So I always tend to go slower rather than faster. All right. Someone else comments. This is from six, six Inches and Jacked. All right. I don't know how to feel about that username, my guy. He commented. He goes, I was watching an anime about a girl with social anxiety, and I was really, really high, and I would cry a lot whenever she took a step towards making new friends. Man, you know, that that that's a good one. One anime that did make me cry was fucking Angel Beats. I swear to God, I should not have cried as bad as I did at this anime, but that ending, I won't spoil it, but it's very nerve-wracking. Angel Beats, check it out. Alright. Grew up in Chicago. When I was in high school in the early 2000s, we spent a lot of time walking around smoking in alleys. One year, a friend and I went and bought a new bowl on 420. First pack in the alley, and my friend dropped it. Somehow, my reflexes kicked in. I caught an interest from hitting the pavement and shattering. Yo. Yo. My guy. You are like the Spider-Man of stoners, alright? I mean, I know you were sober because you said this was before you smoked out of it. But still, to be able to straight up catch like a falling piece... Do you know how many times I've failed at catching a new, like, a falling piece? Do you know how many pipes I have broken? Even though I'm not a fan of pipes, I've always owned one. But, like, do you know how many pieces I've seen just get completely fucking destroyed? For example, we had a bong when me and some friends were living together, like, a few years back. We had this bong that was really big. It was about, like, maybe two feet tall, two and a half feet. Had a big-ass bowl on it, but it was glass-glass. Like... The guy at the smoke shop recommended we buy a case for it because if it even like bumped up against something the wrong way with how long the tube was, the thing would the thing could fucking snap. I'll just be straight up. The thing could get fucking shattered in an instant, like no holds barred, no regrets. It would just be destroyed. And it actually happened. We literally only had this bong for like maybe two or three months. And we were always super careful to, like, clean the bowl, put it back in the case, empty out the water, like, wash it out with, like, the solution that we bought. And so it stayed looking pretty. 
Well, we had a jackass friend come over one night who had like eaten edibles before the smoke session. So he was already high and we had concrete fucking floors, like no carpet. So we would throw down like a comforter that was folded over a couple of times for you to like set the bong down on, like gently set it down on this comforter, but keep your hand on top. Because if it fell over, it was going to either spill all over the comforter or it was going to hit concrete floor and shatter. Well, this dude is sitting right with the with the folded up comforter in front of him. And instead of putting it on the comforter, he reaches to his side and just sets it hard down on the concrete. The whole bottom of the bong shattered. There's bong water all over my fucking floor. Like, I'm freaking out. My girlfriend is freaking out. Our buddies are like, yo, what the fuck, man? Like, the weed was fine. So we just took it, took the weed out and put it in a pipe and smoked it. Cleaned up the glass, cleaned up the bong. And the asshole told me he was going to pay me back for it. Never fucking paid me back. So you know what? Like, count it as a loss. This one from Diabeto9142. By the way, we're on reddit.com reading funny articles about funny weed stories. In case you guys haven't been keeping up with that one. He says, me and my buddies play Pokemon Go and celebrate a good catch with a blunt or a vape cartridge. Like, a hit of a vape cartridge? Or, like, you guys just share a vape cartridge the whole time you're out playing? Because, I mean, that would make for a fun YouTube video. Like, how to kill a cart. Go out with, like, four or five friends and play some Pokemon Go and just be walking around hitting the vape cart the entire time. Anyways. First time I ever had a blunt, we were at a park taking a walk through a nature trail. <coughs> Excuse me. And so you guys were walking through a nature trail, stoned to the bone and saw the name of a tree, a, a sign with the name of a tree's breed on it. I looked at it. My friend turned to me and said, must be Chinese, cool kid. He looks at it and read, read yellow poplar. What did I say my friend looked like a cartoon version of Ivan Drago from Rocky Five? Four. Rocky Four, yeah. Eventually my speech became incoherent and I passed out. Holy shit, my guy. Like, was this a one blunt? Like, how many hits did you take from this blunt? Why would your friends let you smoke that much of a blunt by your fucking self? Isn't there supposed to be, like, a blunt economy? Like, that that's kind of a thing, right? A blunt economy, like... One person rolls the blunt, someone else gets greens on it, somebody else takes, like, the the next few hits. And everybody normally would go in on a blunt. Like, everyone would throw in, like, hey, I got this, I got this, cool, like, let's roll it, like, I got this. Or that one guy would be like, yo, I brought a blunt to the party, and he'd pop out this fucking fat rolled, excuse me, this fucking fat rolled blunt. Be like, yeah, guys, we're gonna smoke this right fucking now. And we'd always be like, all right, my guy. But I mean, like, I don't understand how people sit down and smoke, like, these blunts that are, like, a perfectly rolled dispensary bought blunt that's got, like, a line of wax down the middle, chunks of fucking shatter in it, it's rolled in keef, it's got, like, weed that's testing at, like, a super high percentage or whatever. And, like, it's, like, a pure hemp wrap, so there's, like, no tobacco in it, it's all just pure scavy smoke. Like, holy shit, my guy. I have taken the... I have bought these blunts, these fucking $30 blunts before, just to be like, you know what? I want to try it. Three hits. I'm fucking out. Like, I'm on the floor. I am like, nope. Game over. I'm done. We're chilling. Good night. 
I will talk to nobody for the next, like, 12 hours. I'm out. Like, but when you share a blunt and it's like a social thing, everybody's like, yeah, cool, this is great, this is tasty, like, this is really good weed, like, oh, yeah, I'm really glad we bought this. That's, like, what a blunt is for. A blunt is not for you to sit there and smoke it to the head. Like, unless you smoke a lot, in which case, or if you smoke cigars as opposed to cigarettes, I could understand wanting a blunt more than, like, a joint. But fuck, man, like, I've tried to sit down, roll a blunt, and smoke a whole blunt by myself, and after years and years of smoking, I still struggle with it. But I guess it also depends on what it's rolled with, because I like White Owls. I know some people like Swishers, and some people like Dutches, but I've always been a, I've always been a, been a White Owl type myself. That white grape, oh, it's always good if you got, like, a really, like, nice, earthy weed. White grape fucking white grape white house take me back to when I was 18 and weed was still illegal that's too long of a story I'm not reading that okay bong ripper underscore 420 I got questions my guy because yours is a one one sentence story I was so hungry I dreamed I ate chicken nuggets and the next day I wake up and saw chew marks on a triple A battery Yo, I want whatever the fuck you're smoking. Like, did you take shrooms? Were you hallucinating that these little batteries were fucking chicken nuggies, my guy? Like, how, how ripped out do you have to be to even, like, have a second thought about chewing up a double A battery? Like, a triple A battery. Like, a double A is more, clo- like, closer to the size of a fucking chicken nugget. A D battery is the size of a chicken nugget. But I mean, like, a triple A, my guy? Like, that's more like a mini Slim Jim. But still, I want some of what you're fucking smoking. Alright. Ong the Avatar. Ang the Avatar. Okay, I see what you did there. My friend and I decided we were gonna smoke as much as we possibly could in one night. Alright. It only ended up being an eighth or so, but we were ripped. Those are rookie numbers, kid. I know I say I make all these fucking smart-ass comments about like, oh, I don't, I can't smoke that much or I don't smoke that much, but like, an eighth between two people lasting a night, I could see it. I definitely could see it. But I mean, come on, you could, you probably, you probably could have gone for more. All right, we put a frozen pizza in at like eleven or so, that immediately passed out. Oh no. Oh my guy. Or girl, I don't know. I woke up the next morning, the whole house smoke burnt. The pizza had been cooking all night. In retrospect, it was a fire hazard, but we had a good laugh. Dude! I I burnt a pizza trying to cook it while high. But I've never like completely passed out and forgot about food I was cooking. Jesus. Why are you posting, like, an entire fucking novel on here? Gee, oh my god. Okay. Excuse me. Need another hit before this one. So, this one's from Sugma Dig. Sugma, S-U-G-G-M-A, Dig, D-I-G-G. I was pretty high. Oh, well, that's the part, that's the whole point of the story, man. Some qu- some grade A dispensary shit. 
And as I'm watching my friends play ba Black Ops 2, oh man, the Black Ops 2 days, I decided I want a pizza. Why? What is it with stoners and pizza? Like, what is it that makes pizza the number one choice of potheads? Like, I mean, I know why, but I mean, like, some people want sweets, some people want, like, candy, like, some people want beef jerky, some people want chips, some people want McDonald's. I am a McDonald's stoner. If you, if I get high and McDonald's is an option for me to consume, that is the option that I'm going with because nothing hits properly when you're high better than a 20-piece chicken McNugget with some sweet and sour sauce and some ranch and a little bit of barbecue, like, oof. Especially when you start mixing the sauces a little bit when you're cross-dipping. My guy, you gotta do the sweet and sour sauce with a little bit of buffalo sauce. My sister showed me this years ago. And I doubted her at first. But when you mix the sweet and sour with the buffalo, it's not as, like, hot. Because I don't do very well with hot foods. But I guess the sweetness kind of, like, dulls down the heat a little bit. So, but anyways, it's delicious. Back to the pizza story. Pizza is like the delicacy of stoners. All right, cool. So I get that. So I get up and head into the kitchen to craft this frozen delicacy. Uh-huh. You're making me want pizza, my guy. I turn on the oven to preheat and whatnot. All that word, whatnot. And I ended up putting the pizza on the counter beside the plate that I planned to serve it on. Without thinking, I grab the plate instead of the pizza and put it in the oven. Not realizing what I've done, I go sit back down on the couch and wait for the timer to go off. And once it does... I get up and head to the oven. I notice the pizza's still on the counter. I just start saying, no, 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 over in my head as I accept the fate that I won't be eating pizza and ended up with a really hot plate instead. Dude, the only thing I can relate to on that one is about the time that I put uh, my Xbox controller in the refrigerator and I couldn't find it for almost like three fucking days until my homeboy came over, went to go grab a drink from the fridge and goes, yo, why is your Xbox controller in the refrigerator door? I, I said some bullshit story like, oh, well, like it's to keep like the the batteries fresh or some shit like that. Or like, oh, it keeps it from getting like corroded. I don't even remember. I said something fucking stupid. All right. Another story. This one from True Baby Blue. One time I had an edible at school my sophomore year. So I'm fucking zooted the whole, zooked the whole day. I'm assuming you meant to put zooted. Like, my guy. The ball's on you for taking an edible at school. I could never. I could never. Not at school, my guy. Like, not at school. Maybe, like, maybe in college I could have gotten away with, like, taking an edible, seeing as I had, like, photography class, classical guitar, an English class, and, like, my, uh, my HVAC course, and, like, a couple of other labs and stuff, like, during the day. But that was about it. Like, I could have totally taken an edible, gone to my two-hour-long photography class, and then gone to my classical guitar class stoned and been perfectly fine. Matter of fact, I did love to go to my classical guitar class stoned. We had this really, really awesome teacher whose name I won't say because he is kind of famous in Mexico, and I don't want to throw his name, like, in the mud on a podcast about marijuana, but he was, like, the greatest teacher I've ever had. And because I played guitar previous to, like, taking this class, I was, like, self-taught with tabs and, like, a little bit of paper learning. He was super impressed when I came into his class. I literally played the final song in the book 
like our final final that's supposed to be the final for the whole year or not year semester within the first week I learned it and he was staring at me like you're really good at this aren't you and that's what made me want to be a musician is when a master when a master musician compliments you that made me feel real good inside that was like my favorite day my favorite day of college maybe my favorite day of my life second to like my son being born Anyways, back to True Baby's story. I fell down the steps once and just was quiet. And just was quiet the entire day. The, I get. I reached my chemistry class. The teacher says something about a test with two hundred questions. I raised my hand and go, "You got me fucked up." I realized what I said. I felt so bad, but she didn't even do anything. Bullshit. If you. This is some. This is some modern day shit. This is some like of these like fucking special snowflakes. If I had ever, ever, ever said anything like that to a fucking teacher in high school, it would have been like, principal's office, now, mister, go, start walking, I'll tell him why you're there when you get there. Like, there would have been zero, zero chance for, like, retribution. It would have just been, fucking game over, kid, get the fuck out of here, like, and I feel like that's kind of what a lot of kids need nowadays, but at the same time, I want them to have fun learning, so, I mean... Maybe being a little more lenient is okay. Alright. Next story. The Nath is the author. The first time I ever smoked with my friends and I wanted to eat I wanted to eat some cheese slices. Okay. So my friend got the bag and sat down. After about five minutes she declared she couldn't get the bag open, so my other friend grabbed it and tried for around five minutes too, and declared she could not get it open. Okay? So I grabbed the bag and fuck it, fuck with it for like five minutes and also could not get it open. Okay. Oh. So they call in the roommate from the other room who was sober. She takes a look at it and after about a minute she goes, well, the reason we can't get it open is because the perforation is missing. Good laughs were had all around. Okay, so nobody decided to like just go grab like some scissors or like a knife and cut it open or some shit like that. Like... You know, even stoned. I mean, how stoned do you have to be to not realize, hey, man, maybe we need a knife. Okay. This one again from True Baby Blue. I got my best friend an edible for the first time. And 30 minutes in, we all decided to order some chicken to the school. What? You guys got like... Yo, what? Hold on. You guys got fucking Postmates delivered to your school after eating edibles? Dude, okay, okay. Y'all are fucking lucky because when we were, when when we, I mean anybody from the age of like 23 to like 30, when we were in high school, as far as I remember, security was pretty, like, they would get pissed off if people brought you lunch. Like, I remember one day my mom, my mother brought me and my friends pizza. She brought us a pizza to the office and was like, hey, this is for my kids. Like, they forgot to get lunch and she gave them all of our names. So me, my homeboy Jeff, that's not his real name, but that's what I'm going to say. And my other friend Tyler show up in the office. And they're looking at us like we're fucking like, like we're fucking degenerates. Because I was like, I was of course in on it because like my buddy told me, he's like, hey, your mom just, your mom texted me. 
She asked what we want for lunch, what should we get? And in passing period, I was like, yo, tell her to bring us like a Little Caesars pizza. $5, hot and ready, ready to go for lunch. So anyways, my mom shows up with this $5 pizza, gives it to us, or gives it to the office, and the office looks at us and goes, well, is this for like a class? Is this for a party? My mom's like, no, like they, they forgot lunch. Like this is just for them. Well, how do we how do we know that there's like nothing in it, that there's nothing on it, that there's no and I'm just looking at the security lady like, dude, my mom brought me lunch. I'm like, if you'd like, we could all leave. Because Tyler was 18, which meant he could just sign himself out. I was 16, and Jeff, quote unquote Jeff, was I think 15, 14, 14 turning 15 that summer. Because his birthday was in like a summer birthday. And so I was just like, yeah, mom, hey, can you sign me out? And my mom calls Jeff's mom and Jeff's mom is like, yeah, go ahead. Take the kids out of school for the rest of the day because their people are being assholes about it. His mom was out of town anyway, so like whatever. And then the school calls Jeff's mom to verify and Jeff's mom's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Just let her take him home. So me, Tyler and Jeff leave with my mom. And we go, we take this pizza, we get in the car, we immediately start eating it, we get home. And like, my mom just cannot stop fucking laughing at the fact that security would not even let us have a pizza that my mother brought us. Like, come on. Anyways, but back to the food story. Her friend says, yo, when the food gets here, can I trade you a wing for a piece of chicken? And they're like, yo, we all ordered wings. Fucking stoners, man. Fucking stoners. I tell you what, man. Buffalo Wild Wings after smoking a joint has got to be like one of my favorite experiences I've ever had. I don't get like the hot wings, like the hot, hot, because I can't, I can't do that. I can't subject my body to that kind of tyranny. But I get like the medium or like the, the sweet barbecue or the Asian zing. The Asian zing, oh, they're so bomb. Anyways, one night, me and my best friend go, Jeff again, and his girlfriend is there, and we get wings. I'm already stoned from work, and we're sitting there, we're talking, and, like, the food hits the table. Basically, dead silence between the three of us for a solid, like, 10, 15 minutes. And his girlfriend was stoned because she was hitting her pen, and I'm stoned, and Jeff was sober because he had to drive us home. And so, like, I was kicking it with them for the night. We leave after getting these delicious wings. We're driving, and we pass, like, a Habit burger. And I'm like, yo, there's a Habit close to the place, close to your guys' place, right? And they're like, yeah, why? And I'm like, let's stop and get fucking Habit. And then we literally, all three of us, this is, this is where the whole don't smoke in the car hypocrisy comes from. All three of us immediately, like, I light up a joint, and we're passing around this joint and, like, a vape cart in the car like maybe 25 30 feet away from the front the fucking door of habit burger and we are stony baloney we reek of weed we walk in and i got like the biggest fucking guacamole bacon burger with cheese i've ever had and like i got like two or three orders of fries and a large like an extra large drink and my buddy does the same and his girlfriend gets i think it was like fried zucchini or something like that we get back to the pad. We fucking devour this food while, while, while watching. I think it was Blue Bloods. And 
we're just gone. Like, we're toasted, man. And we ate this food. All three of us fell asleep in the living room. Because none of us could get up and move. And here's one from user GamerMommy. One of the very first times I actually got high, I was joking around with my husband and said, I hope I don't get so high I forget how to pee. Went to the bathroom and swear it took me ages to remember how to pee. Alright, you know, there's certain bodily functions that are a necessity. Remembering how to pee is one of them. I've never been so high that I forget how to pee. Actually, I've been so high that, like, I can't stop peeing. Like, when we had the place, like our old place with me, my friend, my girlfriend, and his girlfriend, and our buddy, Jacob. And we'd be smoking outside or something at night or drinking or be in the pool and shit and be barbecuing. We spent so much time outside in the summer evenings, it wasn't even funny. Like, we were never fucking inside at night. It was beautiful. And... Like, we're just having, like, a genuine good old time. Smoking, like, drinking, having a, like, kickback with everybody. And between me and Jacob, I don't know who got it worse, but we had been pounding fucking Coronas. And then we started taking whiskey shots. And I kept walking over to this one bush in the backyard, and I was like, this is the bathroom, this is the outside bathroom. And we're peeing on this bush, like, every fucking half hour or so. Like, we popped the cork. It was disgusting because we kept like drinking. And I remember there was one point where I had my head knocked back with a Corona, taking a piss while chugging Corona. Like it was like going basically in one end, out the other. It was terrible, man. Like I never forget how to pee, but sometimes I just have to pee too much, especially when I start drinking. Man, so many people got these long ass stories. Hmm. Came home from basic training in AIT after eight months. Smoked two big-ass joints with my best friend. Good job. Good on you. Literally couldn't feel my jaw. That's probably not a good thing. I was eating chips and they kept falling out of my mouth. She was laughing so loud and I started laughing too after panicking. Dude, I would honestly have a panic attack if I forgot how to eat. That would not be a fun-ass day for me. Okay, okay. Username Blue Solid. I had a friend with benefits who I could only manage to see in the morning before work. She was totally down with that, but mornings aren't always good for me, so I would smoke a joint, have a quickie, then I would drive to work. Okay, sounds like a morning. So one day I was still super high when I left. It never bothered me to drive high because I was even more careful high, but I was higher than normal. So I stopped at a light when something fell on the floor. I reached and grabbed that was enough. I reached down and that was enough to ease up on the clutch and clutch and bump into the guy in front of me. Oh no. I fucking just about shit my pants. I would too, my guy. Like I've had people hit me. I got hit once and I just looked at the guy and I was like, oh, you know, whatever. No big deal. And he's like, I want your insurance. And I'm just like, well, my guy, here's the thing. You fucking hit me. And he's like, I did not. And I'm like, really? Cause I'm parked. I was literally parked in my car, outside of my old work, where I was the manager of the fucking building, like, this was my store, and this dude bumps into, like, the side of my car, trying to pull into the parking spot next to me, which, by the way, the reason I parked there is because the spot next to me was motorcycle parking, which meant I pretty much would always be able to get into my fucking car, either way, eh, nothing happened of that, 
I get out of the car, and the other guy gets out, looking really upset. I look at the damage, and maybe the paint on his car was cracked to touch, barely noticeable, nothing but a scuff on mine. But the fucking guy says, look, man, sorry about that. I don't want no trouble. And I'm like, okay, sure. He says, we don't need cops. We can settle this right now. I think I'm fucked. He probably wants a boatload of cash to keep quiet. I say, okay, how much? He said, you seem like a cool guy. How about $100? I say, okay. He pulls out his wallet and gives me $100 and said, wow, great. I swear I will never drive high. Sorry about that, buddy. I laughed all the way to work. Also, another stoned guy fucking hit you and gave you money even though you hit him. I don't know. Maybe he thought, like, he backed up into him or something. That'd be a trip of a story. When I was young, two friends and I go to the taco shop for munchies. Hell yeah, my guy. Hell yeah. This is a California... This guy... You live in California, don't you? One friend go. This is how I know. One friend goes up and orders a California burrito with cucumbers and dignity. Okay. Me and my friends were dying laughing. All right. All right. Now, no, maybe not, because it sounds like you might be making fun of California, my guy. But literally, here's the funny thing about California that I've noticed anyways. And the thing about it is, everything in California has a California version of itself. So, I mean, why? Like, oh yeah, we got California Kush, Cali OG, you know, there's your weeds. And then you go to, like, In-N-Out or some shit, and you get, like, or Carl's Jr., I might, I should say, and you get a California classic. And the thing about the California shit, even the California burrito, they always put fucking avocado on it. Because for some reason, everyone thinks that Californians like avocado on goddamn everything. And here's what I have to say about that. Let me clarify. As being someone who was born and raised in California, uh, you're not wrong. <laughs> Honest to God, you are not wrong. If I, I I love avocado toast. I put avocado in with like scrambled eggs. I put avocado on my burgers. Like I'll put avocado on a fucking hot dog if I figure out a fucking way. Guacamole hot dog. A junkyard dog from Wienerschnitzel, but with guacamole. So it's got like French fries and chili, cheese, onions, and all that. But with guacamole added, mmm. Oh, avocado just makes it so much better. And no, I'm not one of those people from California who's like, I do keto. I'm keto friendly. I'm super healthy. I'm vegan. I'm, 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 I'm vegetarian. Nah, nah, nah. <sighs> okay. This user, Sativa, Sativa, STR. Like a military rank? I'm not sure. Maybe it's Tiva Star. My time to shine. Okay. So I just picked up a solid ounce of bud from my usual spot. And one of my buddies contacted me about shrooms. Oh, my guy. Uh, Sativa Star. If you're still, like, looking into it. Those are two things that are pretty interesting when mixed together. And I'm pretty sure that's how this story is going to go. I buy 10 grams of shrooms. Holy fuck, my guy. I get home that night, smoke about four blunts, and eat a solid eight G's of shrooms on top of a pizza. Again with the pizza. And, dude, if you just smoked four blunts, I don't know how big your blunts are. But again, we're back to the blunt topic. A blunt is like something that you share. You spread the love. Like, 
you pass it around to everyone who's in the circle. A blunt is not like, I feel like a blunt is only meant for like, either a very large person or somebody with a very, very, very intense tolerance for cannabis. Like, I smoke every fucking day. I stay smoking. But you know what? I do not think I would be able to smoke an entire blunt, like a big, like, I'm talking like a Snoopy blunt. I'm talking like the fucking $30, $50, $60 blunts you get from dispensaries. I would not be able to roll something up like that and smoke it all to my goddamn self, to the head, with like the wax, the keef and all that. Nah, man. That shit would last me, I kid you not, like probably three or four days. Okay. So on top of a pizza, and then 30 minutes later, when I start to feel something, my mom calls me asking to go to a local hobby shop. Oh my God, you did not. So I say, yes, oh, you did. We get to the hobby shop and bam, everything hits at once. Shit's fucked. White people's faces are melting. The aisles seem to span for miles and miles. So I'm pretty silent for the entire time until I see this picture at the end of one of the cap, on the one that, the end caps, where I proceed to say, that's a weird fucking dog. My mom looking over at me with a face of disappointment saying it was a horse. She died, I died. People in the store did not find it as amusing. That's actually pretty lit. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and on that one, those funny stories, my funny stories, a fun day, I'm going to end this one, but I will definitely be talking to you guys tomorrow morning, so I will catch you in the a.m. between 5 and 7 in the a.m. Take it easy, stay snazzy, stay lifted, I will talk to you guys later, bye-bye.